Goedemorgen, ik ben Marco en ik ben vandaag hierover aan het praten over missie van God. I thought since we are talking about God loving the nations, I thought I would speak in Dutch and you'll be happy for that 30 minutes. Happy? No, all right, okay. Well, maybe we'll just keep going in English then. Um, for those that don't know me that well, I'm Marco and I'm here uh, employed by King's Arms and one of the things that I'm doing is that I get to lead something that is called training for supernatural ministry, which is as cool as it sounds, uh, which is basically a group of us that are really hungry for more of Jesus. We want to see God's kingdom more and more being manifested on the earth. We want to see people encounter the love of Jesus. We want to see people get healed physically, emotionally. We want to see people get free from their past and then being equipped for the works of service and ministry. So that is what we are about and really exciting things that are happening. Just one little story as a couple of weeks ago, Claire, who was playing keys this morning, prophesied over students and other students that she felt that God wanted to clear her debt, her financial debt. So um, she turned out to have quite a massive debt and That student then started talking to someone else, a friend of hers, and they both were struggling with financial um, like debt and, and situ in, certain, in their situations. And they just like prayed for each other, to, for God to bless them. Within a week, her bank phoned her and said one of her biggest part of her debt was 17,000 pounds. The bank just completely cleared it. Wow. Completely, without any reason. I don't exactly know the reason, but the debt gone completely got cleared. So now I feel faith. That's the second story in a week that I heard about someone getting uh, cleared of debt or a financial blessing. And I just feel faith in the room right now to ask the Holy Spirit to bless people in this room um, to see God move powerfully. So if you are struggling with financial debt or like just living uh, like you need to, maybe just quickly wave at me. Can I ask you to be brave and maybe just wave at me? Well done, that is, that's really brave. Just maybe receive from God right now. I'm just going to pray. Let's pray, everyone in this room. Maybe just raise your voices quickly. Maybe lay hands on the person next to you who was waving. So right now, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to move powerfully in this room right now. I pray for stories this week, again, just like last week, where you will move powerfully in financial situations. We just release your grace. We release your hope. We release your supernatural power over every single person in this room. And as a family here together, we agree for your situation to get breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you did it this week, and so we can do it next week. So right now favor in the name of Jesus. And I just pray your goodness and mercy will follow them in the rest of their lives. And you will make our path straight. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Fantastic. Just if you've noticed someone put a hand up and you do have cash in your wallet, maybe that is a great idea just to bless them. So often God wants to use us to be a blessing to someone else. So just throwing that out there. Okay. <laughs> so Here's the thing. We're talking this morning that God loves the nations. How many of us do agree that God loves the nations, especially the Netherlands? <laughs> But seriously, God is on the move. You know, for me, I moved nation as a response 
to God saying, I want you to move and to get trained for the kingdom of God. So I came here for me to get trained, and I stayed here eight years later because I know God is doing something special here, and that God is gathering the nations in this room right here for us to be together, one moment, prophetic moment of saying, oh, from all nations, from all tribes, from all languages, we are here to serve one king. We are here to look to the one Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain on the cross so that we can worship Him together. Although we don't always understand each other, we don't always understand each other's backgrounds or even languages, but still we can see, be in the one room together and say, one King, Jesus, is what connects us all together in this room. And that's the same thing for us in different nations. When we go to different nations, maybe you don't always understand my directness, but we have this thing in common. We have this thing in common. We worship one king, one worship. And that is what God is doing all through the earth. I love the time that we are living in that it's so easy to move nation or to go to Mexico or to go to another place or to move to Greece. It doesn't take three months on the ship to go to China, but we can go there in a couple of hours and then see what God is doing in every nation. And as I travel around, as I've been to different places, which I've been blessed to do, I see so many people doing the same thing again and again, worshiping our one king in different languages from completely different cultures. And still God is moving through the nations and doing it, which is amazing, releasing his glory, releasing blessing on the earth because that's what he wants. He wants a whole planet full of worshipers looking to our one king and saying, wow, salvation belongs to God. So God is doing that all over the place. Just a couple of things that I was reading recently. Since the year 2000, more than a million people have come to Christ in Sudan. Isn't that amazing? Like another one in Pakistan, the Christian leaders in Pakistan are saying there is a conversion explosion going on at the moment. Three million Christians at least now in Pakistan. Whole towns and villages are just turning to Christ. Come on, do it in Bedford, God. But even in Bedford, God is on the move. We are needing to start a second location, not just because we want King's Arms to be a big brand, but because the rooms are full. Because God is on the move, which is not exciting. And several other churches in Bedford are doing the same. God is blessing the nations. Last week, I don't know if you saw it online, but a group of people organized like revival meetings in Brazil. And they wanted to do one stadium full of people to preach the gospel and the good news of Jesus. In the end, they had to open three stadiums because 140,000 people wanted to attend. This happened last week to this, this, this meeting about the goodness of God. And they won loads of people gave their life to Jesus. And even the president showed up and confessed, that, uh, confessed his uh, faith in Jesus Christ. Absolutely amazing. Those stadiums were sold out quicker than the rock bands U2 and Coldplay when they came to Brazil. Jesus is more famous than U2. That's good news, I think. So, obviously, this is what God is doing. So, Revelation 7, that's where we're going to read from. And we see the same thing happening again. That God loves the nation. Revelation is the book at the end of the Bible, which basically talks about the end. The end, when humanity stops, when humanity stops uh, for this 
before eternity. That's what we see in Revelation. Revelation is a book full of symbolic language that most of us don't often understand. But I can I encourage everyone in this room, don't skip it. Because it's the glorious hope that we are looking to the future and we see this is how it's going to go. We are not going to end in suffering. We're going to end in goodness. We're not going to end with tears or pain. We're going to end all of us worshiping the one king. So that's what we read in Revelation 7 verse 9. After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude, that is us, that no one could number, which means a lot, from every nation, from every tribe and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, which is Jesus Such good news. I'm going to stop reading there. Isn't that the good news that God loves the nation so much that at the end of the story, the culmination of history is us worshiping and no one is excluded. All nations are included. God wants to include everyone through the gift of Jesus Christ. He wants to include all of us, no matter what your skin color is, no matter how educated you are, no matter what your background is, no matter if you spend your 20s on down in the streets without a home, or if you got an amazing inheritance, doesn't matter. All of the spectrum, whatever your background is, God wants to see it from all nations worshiping. The one king, the lamb of God. God loves the nations. I love how the multitudes are standing in front of the throne of God. It says that the multitudes, the people, us, are standing in front of the throne of God. And the angels and the angels and the elders, they fall on their faces. You know the difference right there? Is that we can stand in confidence of our salvation. The assurance that we are welcome in the throne room of God. We can approach the throne of grace with boldness together as one people. That is the end of, story, of the story of history. That is what we are heading to. That is the mission of God. And the good news is we get to play our part. And you know what? I love even that now in churches, I don't know if you've noticed it, loads of uh, Christian leaders and are writing books about prayer. I've heard about three new books in the last couple of months. Just like suddenly there's an explosion of prayer happening and intercession. And there's worship movements just popping up all over the place. There is worship meetings that are just for the sake of worship. There is, it's, it's everywhere. Even I'm feeling at King's Arms, the temperature of worship is increasing. And I absolutely love it. You know why I love it? Because of the end of the story. That is the prophetic picture of what we're all going to end up doing is worshiping God. And I love that we get to do that. And I love that as Christians, we are starting to understand that worship is not just a Sunday morning exercise, but that we can worship by showing up with the kingdom at the workplace. We can worship by investing in our marriage again. We can say yes to God in our raising our children and, 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 and loving our neighborhoods and loving the people around us. That is worship right there. That is the mission of God, is to bless the nations, is to bless humanity. And the response is worship. The response is worship. And we get to play our part. We have a mandate to bless the nations just like God is blessing the nations. And you know what? God is doing it whether you're in or not. Because he is moving through history and marching through history, blessing the nations blessing humanity, and wanting to include everyone into his family. 
And you know what? When we talk about missions, it's not about duty. It is about an invitation to join in to the amazing adventure of what God is doing to bless all the nations. So I'm just going to go through a couple of scriptures and highlight different moments where we can see the mandate for us as humans and as Christians to do the same thing that God is doing. So right at the beginning of the story in Genesis, the mandate of Adam and Eve is to fill the earth with the blessing. God gave them a blessing. God chose them. He made them out of dust, out of nothing, gave them value and significance. And then he said, here is your mandate. This is your purpose on earth. This is your calling, to go and fill the earth and bless it with the goodness of God. And what was going to be the response? Worship. Because when blessing fills the earth, worship is a response. And that will be happening out of that. Now, here's the problem, and most of us know the story. Instead of the earth filling with worship, it was filled with sin. Adam and Eve sinned. Cain killed Abel. There was loads of adultery, and it got so bad that the only person that was left was Noah. He said, one blameless man, which pointed right to our gift of Jesus Christ, and saying that one blameless man rescued us all from the death and the sin um, and that's, and that's what uh, God was saying to Noah right there again. Another mandate. The flood happened. The flood happened. And God said, let's reset this. Let's start again. And then Noah with his family walked out of the ark. And what did God say? Your mandate? Same as Adam and Eve. Fill the earth and bless it. Multiply the goodness of God wherever you go. Because I've given you that mandate. So that is right after the reset of the world. Then after that, it goes wrong again. We have the Tower of Babel. What is the Tower of Babel about? It's a story where people say, you know what? God might become famous when we spread for the earth, but we don't want God to be famous. We want me to be famous. We want us to be famous. So they build a, stay, a city and they stay in one place. Rather than spreading through the earth with the blessing of God, they stay in one place. They gather rather than scatter. And God is saying, well, if that's what you want, I'll give you different languages. I give you different uh, speaking uh, so that you don't get, understand each other. And then that will re-emphasize the mandate to spread through the earth. That was not just a punishment. That was a reminder that you're supposed to go throughout the whole earth, scatter all over the place, wherever you are. Don't stay in your little house, in your little comfort zone. Go out everywhere to bless the people around you. And then straight after that, you have the story of Abraham. Abraham gets again the mandate that Adam and Eve had and that Noah had. What does God say to Abraham? Leave your native country, like I've done, <laughs> and your relatives. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. So that you will be a blessing. God blesses us. How many people in this room have been blessed by God? Somehow, he has included us into the family of God. He has blessed us for this purpose, so that you can be a blessing. So that you can be a blessing in return. God saved you into the family of God so that you can then draw other people into the family of God. You can be a blessing to other people. And you know what? Whether you are called to go to the nations yourself or not, here's the same mandate. 
to bless the people around you, and to have faith for God to draw other people into the family of God. What if revival is not just the cues outside of the building, but it is any one of us having faith for one? For one person in your workplace, one person in your family, one person in your neighborhood. What if revival is that every one of us have faith that one person will come to the love of Christ? You know what? That's about 12 to 1,500 people coming to Christ in a year. That looks like revival to me. What if not we don't abdicate because I don't think I've got the gift to see revival happening. But what you do have the gift of is the gift of faith for one person to intercede, to pray, to bless, to be generous, to include them into the family of God. How amazing would that be? We need to open another free sites. <laughs> Here's what Matthew 28 said. Well, not, not a one of those highlights. I think it's on the screens. Jesus is saying this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Galatians 3, just another one, talks about Abraham and how we are blessed through him. All nations on the earth will be blessed through you. Again and again, God's mandate. He loves the nations. And he is saying, now you love the nations. Because I'm doing it, let's have our faces the same direction so that we can both bless the nations together. He includes us as ambassadors of the kingdom to release his goodness everywhere where we go. Here's what theologian Christopher Wright says. The glorious gospel is that God's mission is ultimately to bless all the nations. I love that. Heaven and earth happens by spreading throughout this nation and the nations of the earth. You know that there is a couple of prophetic voices in our community that have started hearing God, that we are in a season right now that is not only about gathering to king's arms and getting all the gifted people in this country to come here, but it is also a season of going and spreading throughout this nation because God is doing something beautiful in the UK and then through the nations of the earth. I just had a picture in my head of people with itchy feet, even in this room, and you're like, maybe you're seeing things through lens of frustration, and actually what God is doing is God is getting you ready. God is getting you ready to go and to do something new for God and to take a risk and to love people somewhere else, to plant a church or to start a group or do something to respond to God. And here's the thing. It is not the point to, to look at your neighbor and say, what are they called to? And then do the same. Here's the question to ask God. What are you saying to me? And then what are you going to do about it? What is God saying to you in this room? You know what? Everyone is included. If you've given your life to Jesus, everyone is included in this. Whether you feel very clever or not, whether you feel very passionate for Jesus at the moment or not, whether you feel completely on fire or not, whatever is the case, God wants to use you no matter how big or how small. And it is your duty not to compare yourself with the person next to you and think that your mission is too small. No, if your mission is to reinvest into your marriage again or to have faith for one person in your workplace, now go and bless them. Go and bless them and partner with God. You know what? When we walk outside of our homes, most of us, within the sound of our voice, we probably have people from Bangladesh, Poland, uh, Italians, Turkish, all kinds of people within the sound of our voice. You can bless the nation by even opening your front door. 
You do not have to go to the other side of the world. But if you want to go, go. <laughs> if God calls you, great. But God calls you anyway. I was talking to uh, someone here at King's Arms a couple of weeks ago that has been coming to this church for years and years. And when we were talking about the university location uh, and starting that, they were talking to me at the end of the service and they said, Marco, you know what? As they were talking up front, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying to me, I'm getting excited about serving again. Because this was someone that has been retired for years, had served loads in the past um, here at King's Arms, but loads of things had happened in the family and it was just full on and loads of health problems as well. But they sat here after a couple of years of not doing anything in terms of serving. And suddenly Holy Spirit gave them their mandate again and saying, why don't you go to the university and serve again? And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying through that, for anyone who here who is retired, there is no such thing as retirement in the kingdom of God. As long as you are breathing, you have the mandate to bless people around you and to reveal the goodness of God to the people around you. And the other thing that I felt that God was saying for people here in this room, some people here, you want to go on mission, but you feel that health problems are in the way of saying yes to God. And I loved just your story this morning, that even through cancer, God still called you. And I just believe there's some of you here, health problems have stopped you saying yes to God. And I felt the Holy Spirit say to people here in this room, he's still got a mission for you. He's still got a mission for you. He's still got love in you to give to other people, to the people around you. And I believe that as I'm talking, as we're praying in a moment, God is going to drop strategy into your heads for your mission. This morning I was talking to a person and exactly that happened. She is now in a wheelchair and cannot give and serve God like, like she, could, she used to. But she said, you know what, as you were talking, suddenly I got an idea. What I can do is be on the welcome team at university location. And I was like, come on, because that is exactly what, in our limitations, we can still say yes to God, and he will help us and make our path straight. Here's one friend of mine that has moved to the Middle East and from this church, and she's moved to the Middle East, said yes to God. And I asked her, um, can you tell me why on earth you did that? <laughs> why did you say yes to God? And this, what, this is what she wrote back to me. My yes actually began long before I moved overseas. I said yes to God in living in England. Yes to him in praying for a colleague at work for the first time. Yes to him staying in a job when I wanted to quit. Yes to him when he invited me to move to another nation. And the now daily yes as I live here. Sometimes it's full of joy and vision for what he wants to do. And sometimes my yes is in the form of a scream that refuses to quit learning one of the hardest languages on earth. Because he is worthy of every moment of worship I can pour out as he works in me and through me. Revealing the depths of his love to me and to those who have not yet, yet tasted true grace and mercy. The Father invited me and worked in me until I could say yes no matter the cost. I'm here because he is worthy of my yes to whatever he asks of me and however he leads me. Absolutely phenomenal. As a single woman, she decided to move to the Middle East to love the one in front of her. So often that doesn't look like big revival meetings, but that looks just like walking in a park and believing God that she will meet someone. 
as a divine appointment. And she says yes every single morning in the joy and in the pain. And the question for everyone in this room is whether we're feeling like it at the moment or not, are we willing to say yes again? Are we willing to say yes again? And I pray as a community, as King's Arms, that we are learning to say yes to God, me included. And just like Hannah, that we grab onto what God's mission already is and that we join in. So here's a couple of ways you can say yes to God. I just wrote down a couple of things. There is loads of other ways. The question for you is, what is God saying to me? Maybe you can say yes to saying welcome to someone with an orange bag that is here for the first time on Sunday mornings, even if you feel social anxiety yourself, because then you know what it is like. I don't always feel like I want to talk to the person next to me because I'm overwhelmed as a single person walking in this room and not always being recognized by everyone in the room. But you know what? It's my mission to still say hi. What if it is your yes to write to your colleagues, maybe an encouragement card, especially the grumpy one? What if it is your yes to pray for a colleague like Hannah did in her story? Before she went to the nations, she said yes to praying for a colleague. Maybe your yes is to come out of retirement like I shared and start serving again, just like that member of the King's Arms is saying yes again. Maybe it is your yes to create, to get fresh vision for the university location or King's House. Maybe it is yes, saying yes to your marriage again, or to plant a church, or to start a group here in one of our terminal groups. Maybe it is your yes to move to a different city in this country, or to move nations for the sake of the gospel. Maybe it is your yes to come to Mexico with us, even if that's a stretch and maybe a little bit scary, because you want to be on fire for God again, and you want to see what he's doing. Or maybe if you can't go, it is your yes to give some money towards building the house there. What is God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? Here's Matthew 5 and then we're going to pray. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. When we bless humanity, the response is glory to God. And that's what we want, right? So if you are ready to say yes again, whether you are feeling passionate or not, maybe stand with me and then we're going to pray.